Welcome to the Founder Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Founder or how you can get involved, visit thefoundrychurch.com. Sacrifice. <laughs> Sacrifice. It's something that we don't really want to do. Sacrifice is something that we all intuitively understand, right? We understand it. It is something seen as the, the idea of giving up something for the good of something better. And that better, right, that, that better isn't always about us or something that we can see, and it isn't always immediate, right, at a snap of the, the fingers, right? Most of us, we probably have a love-hate relationship with sacrifice. On right, one hand, we love sacrifice, right? We love it. Right, some of our, our favorite stories are of people sacrificing for the, the sake of someone else or for the causes that they believe in. Right? We, we cry or we cheer when we read books or watch movies where sacrifice is the storyline. Right? We, we really do love sacrifice as long as someone else is doing it. Right? We, we like seeing other people say no and, and seeing other, other people lay their life down. We like to watch other people willingly lose something to gain something, right? We just don't always want to do it ourselves, right? We sometimes just hate denying ourselves what we want in the moment, right? We, we sometimes hate telling ourselves no, no, right? But there's always some of us who know how important personal sacrifice is. That's the other hand, right? The other side of the coin. We know what it's like to make tough choices with limited income, or we know what it's like to go without for the sake of our children, our family members. We understand giving up our own time and schedules for the sake of someone else. And even if we steer away from sacrifice, or if it's a part of our our daily lives, many of us have feelings that we keep inside about it, right? We would not say it out loud. We might not even verbalize it to ourselves, but, but some of us might, might think we deserve what we want right now in the moment. And we think we deserve what we want later as well. So, so note to self this week, right? Personal sacrifice is really hard. Right? Personal sacrifice is really hard. And even when we know it is important to change, we don't always want to sacrifice or put the work in to do it. We believe in the idea of sacrifice. We just don't always want to practice it daily, right? We wish there was another way, uh, another opportunity, and so look, right? And so we, we, we live in this tension between what we know and how we want to act, right? We, we live in this, this tension between what we know and how we want to act, and then here comes Jesus, our Lord. He comes along and brings us some clarity in the struggle. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 16. It's where we're going to be today. You can find a Bible in the seats that are in front of you, and you can take those with you. They're for you uh, to take, to have, to share, to give away. Matthew chapter 16 is where we are. You can also go to the Foundry Birch app, and there's a Bible tab there. You click that Bible tab, and today's scripture is already pulled up there for you. Matthew 16, verse 25 is where we're going to start. Jesus brings clarity by saying this. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my 
sake, you will save them. All right, keep your finger right there. I mean, what, what do we do with this? Right? What do we do with this, this teaching of Jesus? Jesus clearly says, whoever wants to save their life, and I think that's everybody in this room, has to lose their life. Right? In other words, right, you have to live your life counterintuitive to how you naturally want to behave. Right? You have to live your life counterintuitive to how you naturally want to behave. So how do we do that? How, how do we wrestle with that? How do we peel that onion? Well, let's look at the, the context in which Jesus said this, and we can, can learn something, right? Jesus was having a conversation with his disciples about sacrifice. And in the, in the conversation, he addresses some things the disciples believed that are not that different from how many of us think about sacrifice and change and and stepping into things that are not doing things that we know we need not to do or need to do, right? But here's the thing. Right before he has this conversation with his disciples, Jesus asked his disciples who they thought he was. Now that seems like a, like a strange question to ask, right? But the, but the reason he asked them was because there were different ideas and rumors floating around about who people thought Jesus was, right? Was he just a, a good man? Was he just a, a teacher, a powerful teacher? Was he a reincarnate prophet from the old, right? So Jesus asked his disciples, who do you think I am? All right, and, and Peter, answering for all of them, he jumps right up and he says uh, he thought Jesus was the Messiah, right? which means the, the Son of God. And Jesus confirmed that Peter was right, right? He said, Good job, that a boy, right? Gave him a high five. You, you said the right thing, right? And then he goes on to tell them, right? I am building a kingdom. Right? I'm building a kingdom here, and not even the gates of hell can stand against it, right? And so if you're, you're the disciples, you're like, all right. all right, about time. This is what I'm talking about. They are thinking, finally, all right, finally, he's saying that that he has come to take a stand against the evil Roman Empire that has oppressed them, that he's going to kick them out, right? He's going he's to wage war. But Jesus continues in this conversation. Jump back to verse 21 of Matthew 16. Right? He continues, he says, From then on, <laughs> from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem Right? And that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. Right? Jesus had just told his disciples that he was the son of God. And, and now he's saying he's going to suffer and that he's going to die. Right? That, that something's going to be sacrificed. And the disciples have no idea what to do with this information. They have no idea. It doesn't even make sense to them. Right? They, they, can't, they can't register what Jesus is saying. Right? Didn't he just say he was going to win? Right? And they're thinking, but heroes, heroes don't win by dying. Right? Heroes win by winning. Right? And so they're, they're confused. And with our hindsight that we have today, it's sort of funny. 
It's kind of funny because because really, over and over and over again in the Gospels, in the first four books of the New Testament, right, Jesus clearly states that he will die and that he will be raised again on the third day. Right? He says over and over again, the reason Jesus says this to his disciples so many times is because they never get it. They don't understand. It doesn't register with them. Typically, when Jesus tells them, right, when he starts talking like this, they just change the subject because it made no logical sense. Right? You don't win by sacrificing. You don't win by, by losing and dying. Right? But this time, Peter doesn't ignore Jesus. Right? He doesn't just change the, the conversation, the topic. Instead, he confronts Jesus about it. Take a look at verse 22 real quick. Right? Verse 22 says, But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Right? And in other words, right, Jesus, you're being ridiculous. That's what, that's what Peter's saying. Right? That, that is not going to happen to you. There is no way that's going to be the case. Right? There has to be another way. And in Peter's response, in his reprimand, as it says in my translation, we get some insight into why so many of us have difficulty sacrificing, right? doing the hard thing, sacrificing for the sake of change, for the, the sake of change, the change that God is calling us to in our lives. Right? We believe, like Peter, that there has to be another way, that this can't be the way, this hard thing in front of us just can't be the thing that we have to do, that there has to be, there has got to be another way, that there has to be a workaround, a, a, a trick play of some sort, right? I can, I can fix this without having to go through the suffering and the, the sacrifice and the hard work. That's what we're thinking. So listen, right? in our lives, it looks less like the death of a hero, right? This, this sacrifice thing looks less like the death of a hero or the the death of a king, but it may sound like, I mean, I, I want to be healthy, but I, won't, I, I don't want to do the sacrifices needed. I don't want to do the diet and the exercise. I want great friendships, but I, I don't want to get under my stretchy pants and go somewhere, right? I would love a, a better marriage, but I'm a mess. I don't want to get help or go to counseling. It's just too hard or embarrassing. And so look at this, right? We all want to take another road, and we all want to look for another way to save something without suffering. And without sacrifice, we just want another way, right? We all think we are, are smart enough or talented enough or powerful enough or tough enough to figure it out on our own. And even if we know the decisions that we are making now are likely going to hurt us in the long run, we still think that we'll be able to fix it in the future, that we'll be able to fix it just someday later. Later, it's, it's not that big of a deal right now, but later I can fix it. Right? And it's understandable why we do this, because the sacrifice is hard. Right? Sacrifice is not easy. Sacrifice is sometimes messy and difficult. Right? Sometimes sacrifice is like, like a foundry, right? like a forge. Dirty, pounding, iron on iron, hard work. Right? We don't want to feel controlled or confined or, or feel taken advantage of. It's painful. But according to our Lord, according to Jesus, right, there is no other way than sacrifice. 
I mean, listen to how he responds in verse 23. He says this. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Imagine how Jesus must have been feeling. He was fully God, but yet he was also fully human too, right? Right? He knew he was going to suffer and die, and it was going to be painful, and he would have loved another way. He would have loved another thing, another road. He didn't want to suffer. It's why he asked for that another way while he was praying in the garden. And in this moment, Peter's Peter comment, his, his reprimand, just doesn't help. It's like if you get in an accident and your kid is in the back seat yelling, you should have used your blinker, you should have used your blinker, right? What do you say? You say, shut up, right? It's not helping. Like, shut up, keep your mouth quiet, right? You got other things to figure out, right? No help. Right, Jesus is saying, Peter, don't try to deceive me. Right? Don't try to distract me. Right? Don't try to get me to focus on things that are of human concerns when I need to be focusing on the bigger picture. Because look, right, human concerns always tend to be short-term concerns. Just the truth, guys, right? I mean, if we're being honest, right? Concerns like, I mean, what do I want right now? What will I have to give up right now? How will this decision make me look? Is this fair? Will this inconvenience me? Will I feel left out? Will I feel lonely tonight? Will this embarrass me now? Listen, human human concerns are always concerned about saving ourselves in the moment. Human human concerns sacrifice, but but they sacrifice in reverse. They're backward sacrifice. They sacrifice the long term for the short term. Right? Right? Human concerns sacrifice what we really want for what we want right now. Let me say that again, right? Human concerns sacrifice what we really want for what we want right now. And it is terrible. Right? It's a terrible trade because you cannot do that and live your best life. Right? You can't. You can't. Uh, save anything that needs saving that way, right? No hero, no hero saves with that mindset. And, and Jesus says as much in the next couple of verses, right? Let me read verse 24 through 25. It says this, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. Right? Verse 25, like we read earlier, If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. Just the way it is, right? Jesus offers no loopholes to life. There are no loopholes or alternatives to to change what needs changing. To stop what needs stopping like we talked about last week. While it's, it's profound, it can also feel awful in the moment, right? And the reason is because Jesus says we have to follow him. And where do we have to follow him? To the cross. Right? To, to the cross, and that feels awful. It's not fun. 
right? Because what does the cross represent? The cross represents the ultimate form of sacrifice, right? Sacrifice involves a death to our ego, our pride, a death to our own desires, right? For, for some people, sacrifice can, can feel easier than it does for others. I, I get that, right? Right, but for some of us, we want to be right, to, to be in charge, to feel like we are in the lead, right? To feel lower than or, or lesser than or to deny ourselves what everybody else has just seems awful. It's no wonder it is so hard for some of us to sacrifice. But Jesus did it, right? The, the God that we're forging our life on did it. Our king. Right? He took on, on death and humiliation. A death and humiliation in the worst imaginable way. How could he do it? Right? Because he kept his eyes on the bigger picture. He kept his eyes on the bigger picture, the, the bigger picture that would lead to life. Look at it, right? He knew there was a resurrection coming, a, a resurrection worth dying for. He knew that sacrifice would bring life, so he chose it. Some of us, we want a, a formula to live the Christian life. Two plus two equals four, or what's the E equals MC squared, right? We want a, is that it? We want a formula, right, to live the Christian life. But the closest thing to a formula that we are going to find in Christianity is this. Do you want to save your marriage? Sacrifice your desires to date in ways that are, are unhealthy. Right? Do, you, do you want to save your, your character? You must die to the things that cause you to lie, steal, manipulate. You want to save your health? that you can do the work that the Lord is calling you to do. you got to sacrifice the easy way and stop making poor choices with diet and exercise. Do you want to save your relationship with your kids, with your parents, your, your spouse? you got to find ways to sacrifice your agenda. You want to save your life. The, the pattern, the closest thing to that, <laughs> that the 2 plus 2 equals 4, is the pattern is, is, is sacrifice, death, and resurrection. Sacrifice, death, and resurrection. We've got to quit holding on to what we want right now. And we've got to quit holding on to everything that we think we deserve now and everything that we think we're entitled to now. Sacrifice it. We've got to let it go. We've got to give it up, and we will find life, as Jesus says. Now, it may not be immediate, but you'll find it. Right? right? You have to be willing to give it a try. There are no quick fixes in life, right? Jesus' death and resurrection is not just an event that we believe in, and it's not just a theological belief that we hold to. Instead, it is the actual pattern on how we live our lives. It's the model that we have for being in this world, right? Going through the, the process of death and resurrection will change you and make your life more beautiful than you can ever imagine. You may not even be recognizable. We want our, our health, our relationships, our friendships, and our character to be unrecognizable by the end of the year because we have become forged. 
we are living our best life, that life that is forged on God, so unrecognizable because we're living our best life. Right? If you are, are willing to sacrifice and willingly laying your life down, then death loses. You kick death right in the teeth. But this is the, the new way. This is the, the new truth that we read about. This is how you find life. And you know how to do this? What it takes to do this? It takes faith. It's faith, hard-working faith, hard-fought faith. It takes faith to believe that this is true and is actually the way to live. You have to trust what Jesus said is true. You have to trust it in every area of your life. You have to take up your cross every day and in every relationship and trust what Jesus said was true. Right, placing the full weight of, of this truth in your life. Willing to sacrifice. Willing to do what Jesus is calling you to do. Willing to do and stop what, what he's calling you to stop in your life. It may not look exactly like the life you thought it would be, but it will be the life that God knows you need your best life. You will not regret placing your faith and your trust and your work in that, in our Lord. As the, the guys come back up, I want to take us back to our original question that we've been asking with this series. What is it that you want to change? Now, you already know the answer to this. Maybe, maybe the bigger question is this. What sacrifices do you need to make to have the life that God is calling you to? Because Change does not come without some form of sacrifice. And whatever it is, it will be worth it. What we've been digging into, life will come, sacrifice brings life. The idea of sacrifice to life is not just a belief we hold, but it's a way we live. It's the way we live. Jesus said, follow me. If you are willing to lose your life for my sake, I promise, he says, you will save it. That's the God we serve. Honest. True. Doesn't give us a cookie-cutter answer. You want to live your best life? Sacrifice. Forge your life on him. Thanks for listening to the Foundry Church Podcast. We'd love to stay in touch. Visit us online at thefoundrychurch.com or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at the Foundry Burke.